Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremation. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport, running things on the TV 10 side. Happy to have you with us. Want to make a quick announcement. Uh, if you try to tune into our FM side right now, uh, unfortunately, right near the FM transmitter on the mountain, it appears there's been a power outage because a pole seemed to have power pole sheared off on Tuscarora Pike. It will likely take much of the afternoon to restore power. That was from our engineer who headed out there a little bit ago. So we're streaming online on talkradiowrnr.com slash listen live. Uh, we're streaming on TV 10 on the TV10 Facebook page, as well as Comcast Channel 10 in Berkeley and Jefferson Counties, and on AM740. Uh, so let's start the show out today, guys. Obviously, uh, we last got off there. We talked about Jefferson's matchup for basketball uh, Friday night and semifinal Friday night down at Charleston. Unfortunately, uh, they fell to Parkersburg South 81-62, um, to 62, and again, foul trouble, part of what happened there and it just seemed like a totally different team that you saw down in Charleston than you saw here in the Eastern Panhandle all season long it seemed like they when they were playing in the Eastern Panhandle you know the regular season schedule they weren't committing as many fouls and you go down there and it just seemed to be a lot of foul trouble for on both games I think you know after we heard a lot about Park South and how well they played in the first round of the tournament and Jefferson struggling with a team like Cabell Midland who's not a bad team by any stretch but they were only a 14 win team this year it wasn't too surprising that the Cougars got knocked off even though they were undefeated and did have some you know good wins on the year and a really good resume I just think Park South was a little bit better even though uh you know Jefferson like I said was the two seed um it's tough when you get down there and you're you know, playing some really great competition. Jefferson still is a great team this year, um, but it, it it was a tough matchup for them, and obviously they got in foul trouble. Uh, that was an issue at times during the regular season. I can remember a few games where they would have some guys in trouble, but their depth really stepped up, and maybe in the tournament, or it seemed like in the tournament game that their depth didn't show as much as it did here in the EPAC. So, you know, still a good team, still a great season for them, but obviously a slip up in that game that you didn't want to see happen. But again, kind of knew it was a chance with how well Park South had played uh, and how Jefferson kind of struggled in that first round matchup made made me a little bit worried about how they would uh, play against Parkersburg South. So I wasn't surprised necessarily that they lost. I was a little surprised that it wasn't as close as I thought it would be. Uh, but Still a good season for the Cougars and still a lot to build on for that program. It continues to get better under head coach Richard Lewis. Yeah, after uh, the results on Thursday, you saw the writing on the wall that uh, Jefferson was pretty vulnerable down there in Charleston. And we said after the uh, game that even though it was a win, if the Cougars got back into a 
foul trouble against Parkersburg South, who had a really impressive win in the uh, round one down there in Charleston that it was going to wind up being a loss most likely, and that's exactly what happened, especially there in the uh, third quarter. Parkersburg South just pulled away late, and Jefferson is not a team that's used to playing catch-up. What was that, Nick? Come on, Nick. What was that? I don't know. It's something that was here. It's still on him. He can't figure it out. What is going on over there? We don't mess with the intern. Is it like a glasses cloth or something that he cleans? Just like Bill, leave cloth. it behind it. Yeah. Camera, maybe. I don't know. Got bored. What Threw was I even on now? I lost oh, my train of thought you be after bored, that. Nick, come on. Wasn't yeah, really bored, basketball. but it was more like I, I just wanted to mess with favorite. <laughs> You've messed with him enough. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you I'm messing sorry, with Colin. the intern? Come no, on. don't apologize to me. Apologize, apologize to him. To I threw you off your game, and now we are on a completely different sidetrack. But I do apologize to Avery. Thank you, Nick. And now Avery isn't changing accepted. the camera, so now he's off. I'm off. You know, the I didn't, entire show's off the rails. I didn't think that this would cause. We're going to have to change yeah, the you're name. Just, to you're screwing up the rhythm here, Nick. Everything's out of whack now. Yeah. Jeez, man. It's first show of the week. We can't get off on this. This, you know. All right. Wrong well, foot. let me bring it back in here because I seem to be the only guy that can bring the show back together. Uh, Gosh, <laughs> Jefferson Jefferson be? falls for the first time this season, twenty three and one, the final record for them. But uh, obviously, they had a hell heck of a season. Heck of a season. Hey. I, I won't count them out for next year. They're still going to no, have I a mean, lot of got, guys coming back. Jamari so. Jenkins gets. Uh, first team or i guess all tournament team they don't do number teams there but uh so he gets on the first team for all tournament team and uh i don't know when all state teams are coming out but i would imagine that uh here soon probably here soon i would imagine he's on there as well and maybe cam johnson as well i'm gonna say they're the team to beat next year i mean they have a couple guys leaving but it seems like they have some guys that can step up and i mean we already saw the, what Will Shively can do, and he's going to be a senior next year. And I mean, you're only you're losing a few players; they're key players. But uh, you're losing Dayon Taylor, Cam Johnson, uh, David Haynes, and uh, Bryson Fleming, along with uh, Darren or Darian Massenberg. Uh, so you know you're losing four players, but you're bringing in you know you have quite a few guys on the team that have been heart and soul of this team this year that are returning and going to get even better yeah I, i'd say they're still the favorites in the epac for next year obviously spring mills and will get better uh in the off season so you gotta look out for them but i think jefferson's experience going deep into the playoffs this year having jamari jenkins back having Jaden gladney back in the backcourt gives them a very tough one-two punch there. Will Shively's a great player. I mean, Wyatt Shively is too. When he came yeah. off the bench, he's played some solid minutes as, as well. He'll give them that real post presence that they're looking for, I think, for next season with his development. So they're still the team to beat. I think Martinsburg will obviously be reloading uh, and, and try to get back, but they're losing a ton from this year's team. They're excited, though, about some of their Muscleman young talent. as well. Muscleman is going to, I think, probably be a little bit down next year. But, again, they're a well-coached team, so you never They have a great JV program as well. The way their JV program is coached, I've seen it firsthand. It seems like it definitely leads to a good varsity team. Um, I think Washington's bound to get better under head coach Trent Hilliard. I mean, they finished the season pretty strong, even though they weren't necessarily winning games. They were much more competitive than they were earlier in the season. So it it should be another competitive year. But Spring Mills, youth, they'll be back. 
Um, and then you look at Hedgesville, always a contender under head coach Kelly Church. Same as Martinsburg. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about Martinsburg. Yeah, right? I know. We talked about Hedgesville. But, saying. I mean, you even saw what Hedgesville had to do this year without Kelly Church, with Coach Ruest, you know, taking over the program there for, for that little bit of time. And they were still a pretty solid ball club. And, uh, you know, you know, of the six teams here in the EPAC, you can count on five to six every year being good. And, I mean, as Nick just said, Washington's getting better as things go on under Trent Hilliard. Um, but, obviously, when you have this amount of teams, it just seems like they're good, but then the other part of the state yep, is the just – the next steps to the other part of the state is dog. just even better. It just seems like there's great basketball here in the Eastern Panhandle, but the rest of the state's better, good, if not better. I mean, obviously, it showed it in the state tournament. Yeah, and that's what we were uh, talking about with uh, Dave Wilson, right? Yeah. That's his name? Yeah. And the point that he made is that whenever you get down to Charleston, because we were saying should Jefferson be the uh, one seed, and clearly uh, they probably shouldn't have been, which is why they gave it to Morgantown. And looking back now, that was the right move because Morgantown ended up being the state champion. State champion, but beating Park South only by three. Uh, 56-53. The point that I'm trying to make is you don't play enough teams because it's so far separating these different parts of the state that not everybody wants to go to the Eastern Panhandle to play and vice versa. And we see that in every sport. So you never get a clear picture of, hey, even though this team's undefeated, are they really going to be the best team? Yeah. I, well, mean, I think we had mentioned, though, that Morgantown had played quite a few teams from the EPAC, and, and their scores were much more of a blowout than Jefferson's were. Now, obviously, the pace of the game and stuff like that can exactly. kind of determine the final score, and we didn't see Jefferson match up with Morgantown. I would like to see that in the regular season. I think that would be something cool if they it's can get something It's a potential game, I out. think, for next year, maybe. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're having Morgantown play the rest of these schools, I would think Coach Lewis would want to see how his team is to Morgantown. Yeah. I think that would be something that you could add to your schedule, at least try to add to your schedule, uh, because you know they're not that far away from the Eastern Panhandle. It's right. only about a two, two-and-a-half, three-hour drive. So I think that would be cool to see next year is... Um, yeah, but that's the closest team that's going to be a competitive game for you. That That's one, maybe two games a year. I think university could be competitive depending on the season, and that's pretty much the same trip, so... I don't know. But then you got Parkersburg. Yeah. The Charleston teams. That, that's tough to do. It is year tough in, to do. Year in, year out, and have that twice a year in basketball. It is tough to do, but that wraps up basketball season for you, and that wraps up this first segment of the show brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. When we come back, we'll talk some high school baseball. We had three games this weekend. We'll talk about some other games, and we'll preview our matchup tonight that we'll have on Talk Radio WR and our TV 10. That's next. After this, two-minute break. Wish we'd known. We'll blow away. An 
for used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons goal of financing for all. And Parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports, or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu, along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. Martinsburg Bulldog Football presents the ninth annual Bulldog Golf Classic on Thursday, June 9th at the Crest Creek Country Club. Go to Martinsburg Bulldog Football Facebook page or martinsburgfootball.com for more information. What's up, Shakey? Nah, I think it's like the left of Are you shut? Man, you gotta get that thing off soon. Yeah, 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 it's Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Not sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Trips Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years. Specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, cash and carry, or call 304-229-7009, or visit them online at tripsfloorsanding.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport running things on the TV 10 side for you. Uh, let's talk some baseball. We had three broadcasts here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 over the weekend. We started on Friday with a EPAC sectional matchup between Martinsburg and Hedgesville. And it was a heck of a ball game, Nick. You had play-by-play for that one. It was an interesting ball game. Uh, very sloppy defensively. It ended up, you know, being a pretty competitive offensive game late uh, when the bats got going and, and was actually, I guess, earned runs being on the board instead of just earned or just runs coming across due to some errors and stuff like that. But through the first four innings, I mean, it was a pitcher's duel that was two to two, and there were a lot of runs being scored, and, and then it ended up being four two, and, and uh, Martinsburg blows it open there in that. Uh, fourth inning to get it to a 6-2 lead 
but you know Lane Delauder had a no hitter into the fourth inning, and for Hedgesville and Martinsburg's uh, Joe Paulson just threw a gem throughout the game. Yes, yeah, six innings, ninety-seven pitches, five hits, three runs, one earned, seven strikeouts, and three walks yeah, over so six. That was a great performance. I think uh, a guy Landon Siffer just swinging an amazing bat for Martinsburg. He has that big double to get the Bulldogs two of those four runs in the inning that they kind of pulled away there in the fourth. And um, he's not a lot of hits, really well. though. Yeah, it, like I said, the, the errors were very costly for both teams. And that's early in the season baseball. You're going to see a lot of errors, a lot of little mistakes that hopefully you won't see later in the season. And that will kind of separate the teams that are good and the teams that are just okay and then the bad teams eventually, too. The teams that make the least mistakes are going to win these games toward the end of the year. This early in the year, these errors might not hurt you as much because the other team's going to make them as well. But when you get later in the season, that's when the errors really start to hurt you. So, overall, it was a good baseball game. You saw the competition. You saw the intensity. But you didn't see the the routine plays that you're used to seeing from a lot of these teams. And I think as the year goes on, we'll see those more. And we should have a great one tonight between Martinsburg and Jefferson. Yeah, we'll talk about that game here in a little bit. But let's flip over to the doubleheader Saturday. Colin, you had the call for the first game, Martinsburg-Petersburg. And uh, we'll hear from uh, Coach Byler in his postgame interview from the second game here momentarily. have it lined up there, ready to go here. But it, Martinsburg just really came out flat in the beginning of that doubleheader. That was, you know, after a you know big EPAC win, sectional win the night prior that – took a lot for them to be able to get that win on on Friday night kind of came out they gave up six runs in the first inning another run in the second inning they were down seven nothing heading into the bottom of the third inning and that's kind of when it got going for the dogs yeah I was going to piggyback on uh, what Nick was just uh, talking about in that game against Hedgesville it was errors that were uh, being too costly for Martinsburg they're in that top of the first I think there were two errors if you want to double check me there Spencer in game one that uh helped out Petersburg get those uh six runs Martinsburg was down early maybe they were a little tired from the night before in a very competitive EPAC game but it didn't really take much to uh get them going after the first time around in the lineup facing um uh Seville who was thrown mid 80s for Petersburg a really great pitcher they got their timing down, eventually got him out of the game. That brought in uh, Mallow. Mallow was pitching a pretty great game, had a lot of curveballs, but eventually he lost his control and command with that curveball, left it up too much, and that's what led to a uh, very impressive comeback by the Bulldogs. It's promising to see that it doesn't take much batting-wise to get their confidence going, and you can rely uh, basically anywhere in the lineup um, for martinsburg there were some guys that were in a slump but in that first game i was saying it during the broadcast it was really the back end of the lineup that uh led that comeback for the bulldogs and then in the game that you had it was the uh top of the lineup that had their bats going to get to the mercy rule it was the top of the lineup but also it was the pitching of carson boober in that second ball game uh, he had a whale of a ball game. Uh, let me pull up the stats here before I uh, say something that I'm wrong about, but I believe uh, now I'm on the wrong game. Picked the wrong game on Game Changer. Uh, just to double-check the well, while you're, uh, I got it okay. right here. Stats, box score, box score. Here we go. 
Carson Buber went five innings strong, just 63 pitches, uh, allowing five hits, one run, one earned five strikeouts to uh, get the win there. And uh, it really was that top of the lineup there. Um, you saw uh, – why is it not on Game Changer like that? Hudson Clement let off that game still, uh, but it wasn't on Game Changer like that. Uh, but he had, he had a quality day, and uh, Paulson had a quality day in the batter's box. We knew he, he could pitch pretty well. Uh, but we, you know, us here didn't know how good he was behind or, you know, at the batter's box, he went two for three. So he had a pretty good game, but it just seemed like they were able to, uh, overcome what they kind of came out struggling with. And they were able to, uh, so they put up two runs in the first, none in the second, three in the third, two in the fourth. And then in the bottom of the fifth inning, got the run rule there after giving up one to Petersburg in the fourth. So it was an 11 to one ball game, 13 hits to five hits. And, uh, you have the interview set up there? Yes, I do. At the bottom, so if you want to play that. He'll have an interview with, uh, as Tripp said, his player of the game. There you go. Thanks, Tripp and Spencer. Down here with your WVU Medicine player of the game, Carson Buber, first off. Congrats on a gate date. Pitch really well there in uh, game two. Just talk about how it felt out there being on the mound first time this season. Uh, I knew I had to throw strikes. I knew the uh, two, three, four hitters were good hitters. I had to keep the ball down, throw strikes, get outs. Uh, I, I knew I had to keep it low, throw strikes. All right. You did well on the other side of the things as well there, both in game one and game two. Still undefeated now, getting ready to head against a big test on Monday against Jefferson. Uh, what are your comments there about that? A little bit of a rivalry here in base. Uh, I think it's a big game of the year. Uh, snow getting easier. It's we got to win. It's a big, uh, big, uh, big game. All right. Thank you so much. I'll now switch you out and uh, get Coach Byler over here if he's ready. So I appreciate you coming on and uh, good luck there on Monday. All righty. I'll now wait here for them to switch. I'm now with Coach Byler down here. Congrats. Two wins against Petersburg. What did you like from your team today? Well, I didn't like how we came out uh, there in the first game. I thought we were very flat, and I thought, uh, you know, we kind of weren't ready to play. You know, I thought we had a little bit of a hangover effect from the win over Hedgesville. But, you know, credit to them. You know, they were down 7 nothing there, and they rallied, and they fought, and they dug in. Petersburg, those two kids they threw are their best two pitchers, and they're going to win a lot of games. So uh, I was proud with that. And then the second game, I thought we just kind of took care of business like we should have the first time. Now, even though we just heard from uh... – Carson Buber there who pitched a really great game there in this second game. What are your comments about his uh, outing? Well, I, I think, what was it, 63 or 64 pitches in five innings? I think that speaks for itself. So proud of him. You know, he's only a sophomore. The sky's the limit for him, and uh, we just got to make sure we keep his arm healthy. And if he throws strikes like that, he'll win a lot of games. All right, quickly here before it looks like it's about to start raining, uh, what do you hope to see on Monday, a big test against Jefferson? Yeah, I mean, we're excited to go to Jefferson. You know, anytime you go down there, it's not easy. Um, they lost a lot of, a lot of players from last year's team, but they kind of just reload every year. So, uh, you know, we're excited for the opportunity. It's, it's still early season baseball. It still doesn't mean a whole lot. But uh, we're excited to see how we stack up with them. All right, thanks, Coach Byler. Congrats again on the 
All right, there was Carson Buber and Coach Byler post game on Saturday after the doubleheader win, and uh, obviously Martinsburg. We just talked about playing Jefferson tonight. Jefferson is one and zero after a win over Highland View out of Virginia on Friday, four nothing victory there. Uh, but Martinsburg Jefferson tonight. Nick has a call. Trip Tobin back on with you tonight. Uh, it should be a good game in the EPAC. Yeah, uh, that was the only game Jefferson's played so far this season, but that Highland team looks to be pretty quality. I mean, they went down to Florida for a tournament. Uh, Right after that, they obviously are playing some tough teams, so that's a good way to start your year with a 4-0 win over them, opposed to playing some smaller schools in the state of West Virginia. So, uh, that's a good, solid, quality victory for Jefferson. Obviously, they'll have some fresh arms heading into this one when Martinsburg had to throw some guys on Saturday in a doubleheader, uh, but I would presume Caleb Edwards is going to be the guy they throw today. And we kind of talked about this with Coach Byler a little bit in the pregame, just how this is a kind of a tough way to start your schedule in terms of having conference play this early in the season. And also uh, for Martinsburg, they start with Hedgesville and then Jefferson, two of the better programs usually year in and year out. So a great opportunity for the Bulldogs to get off to – a really good start in the EPAC play and get two quality wins early. And for Jefferson, they're obviously looking to show that they're still the best team or one of the best teams in this area. With um, a win over Martinsburg, that would set the tone. Yeah, it definitely would here. And a couple other games going on tonight. Uh, we'll try to keep you updated on another EPAC game, Washington at Musselman, and then also Spring Mills at James Wood of Virginia. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living in his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com. We come back. We'll uh, we'll talk some college hoops here in uh, March Madness. Some upsets going on, or some upsets happen over the weekend as uh, we got a few days to breathe before the Sweet 16 begins on Thursday. That'll be next after this two-minute break. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. Mayhem is everywhere. I'm your new bangs, and you can't stop staring at me. That's it. Just tilt the rearview mirror over here. And while you're checking me out more times in a library book, your car is wandering into that lane over there. More bangs? <laughs> Neat. And if you've got cut rate insurance, you could be paying for this yourself. So get Allstate. Call Martinsburg Allstate agent Gary Kelly today at 304-263-4596. 
WVU Medicine is pleased to introduce six new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Nurse Practitioner Alexis Alastanos, Urgent Care. Dr. Anderson Cho, Hospitalist. Physician's Assistant Brian Daunt, Pain Management. Dr. Payam Haredi, Anesthesia. Physician's Assistant Brittany Herber, Orthopedics. And Dr. Esther Lin, Family Medicine. WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer between Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport. Running things on the TV 10 side, let's talk some uh, college hoops here. March Madness going on. Uh, shout out to David Wood. He's done pretty well so far in our uh, in our March Madness thing. He's not, he's not in first now. He's though. not in first. He's tied for first. But he was ranked nationally there for a moment with his bracket there at some point this weekend. Also, shout out to whoever, whoever is ESPN fan 725693051. Uh, your bracket currently in first place in, in our uh, in our uh, bracket challenge here. Uh, Coach Sherman for Martinsburg right currently there? sitting at three. Uh, Colin, you're in fifth. I am. I'm doing the best out of... Uh us in the room right now. Yeah, and you know who's I'm right behind it stays you? That way. you know who's right behind you? The one and only. The one and only who you'll hear from this week. That's uh, true. On Wednesday. That would be and Jim Friday, He'll be with me on the call for uh, those softball games. But he has Duke winning, which I feel like is a uh, cardinal sin for every Duke hater. And I feel like he's in that category since he's a Maryland fan. But yeah. we'll uh, see. Nick's sitting at 11th place. I'm sitting at 21st place, and our intern Avery sitting at 28th place. Not in last. last. Not in he last. was last for a good portion that. of the time. You didn't have to bring that up. <laughs> hey, it's okay. Uh, at least he didn't throw anything. Yeah, at you. or he didn't, or I didn't roast you like uh, Trip did the other day. Is that why you're wearing long sleeves? By the way, yes. Cover your sunburn. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. That is 100 percent the reason. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the games within this NCAA tournament. Uh, St. Peter's making a run to be the Cinderella story of this year's tournament. I mean, you could already crown them Cinderella story. They are, yeah. But uh, definitely big things happening for them, and uh, not a tournament like I thought it was going to go. Obviously, where I am placed in my bracket, uh, but uh, obviously, a lot of stuff to talk about here. What's your guys' take for the first weekend? Well, I think when St. Peter's beat Kentucky, it was, I felt like it was pretty obvious they were going to beat Murray State, right? I mean, if you beat a team like Kentucky, I know Murray State has like 30 wins this year, but level of competition there, not that great. So, it wasn't as surprising that they've advanced now to the Sweet 16, and they're a fun team to watch. We'll see. I don't expect them to go much farther than this, but anything can happen uh, in college basketball. It's been a really competitive tournament. Obviously, we had some upsets yesterday also that I think were pretty noteworthy. Auburn goes down to Miami, which I'm sure Avery wants to talk more about. So I'll- Wisconsin goes down to number 11, Iowa State, 54-49. Uh, yeah, that happened. Miami get the 79-61 victory. TCU made it very interesting. The ninth seed against number one Arizona in overtime. Arizona gets the win by 585 to 80. 
And uh, that's really yesterday's. I think Michigan State made it interesting against Duke. It was a nine-point ball game there. Um, and then uh, Texas and Purdue was an interesting game. Ten-point win, 81-71 for Purdue. Um, and then Notre Dame made it close there as the 11 seed, 59-53, lost to Texas Tech. But overall, yesterday's slate of games were pretty close for the most part. Um, you had uh, number five, Houston beat number four, Illinois, 68-53. Uh, but, you know, mostly closer games besides that 18-point victory for uh, Miami. Michigan State was a bad beat, too, if you had uh, them covering the nine-point yeah. or six-and-a-half points because they had a three-pointer in the last second and they missed it wide open from the top of the key and they didn't cover because of that so and it was either a good bet if you had duke in the cover or bad bet if you had yeah michigan and state go back, going back to saturday i mean uh, memphis put, took gonzaga to the edge there gonzaga gets the four point win 82 78 kansas uh gets the victory a seven point victory there cutting it close as well they didn't cover yeah north carolina with the big upset over baylor 93 86 uh, Michigan. In overtime. Yeah, in overtime. A lot of overtime games, it appears. Uh, I don't know if I wasn't paying attention last year. It just seemed like more overtime games so far this year. Uh, number 11, Michigan gets the upset over Tennessee. Number 3, 76 68. Uh, St. Mary's almost uh, pulls away or pulls up, gets the win over UCLA, but then unfortunately they had a slow second half and they and UCLA wins 72 56. Uh, Purdue, or excuse me, not Purdue, Providence all over Richmond 79-51 on Saturday, and then Arkansas gets a close win there over New Mexico State, who made a comeback in that one, 53-48. And then the final game of Saturday night, uh, the Cinderella story, number 15, St. Peter's, gets the 70-60 win over number 7, Murray State. Uh, It sets up some interesting matchups here uh, come Thursday. Yeah, there's only one region out of the four regions that have uh, one, two, three, four left. I feel like uh, this is probably the most double-digit seeded teams that we've seen in the Sweet 16 for a while. What Miami, Michigan, yeah, we've got four of them: Iowa got... State and St. Peter's. Is yes. that the four? You got that's Miami, yeah, that, Iowa that's crazy. St. Peter's and Michigan. Yeah, and two of them are playing each other. Miami and Ohio. And Iowa State are playing each other. Yeah, that'll be exactly. a 10-11 so, matchup in the Sweet 16. Who predicted that? Which means that one of them goes Elite 8, and from there, so you at it's least, anybody's game. Basically, this is we're a really promised fun March at least Madness. one double-digit seed in the Elite 8. Yeah, it's... I mean, even though the other three other than St. Peter's are technically Cinderella's, but I'd also consider maybe not Cinderella's since they're pretty known colleges... Compared to uh, St. Peter's, they're the, you know, it's not a power five like football, but they're Michigan, Miami, and Iowa State are all pretty known basketball schools, even though Iowa State last year only had two wins in total. So what they've done this year, the complete 180 is pretty impressive. I was also surprised with the uh, eight and nine seeds, how well they were able to compete against those one seeds. Each one seed, it was a close game. Yeah. I mean, Arizona only won at the last little bit in overtime. Some people are arguing that they uh, probably should have lost there with a missed foul late that led to the dunk that was uh, not in time in regulation. Kansas struggled against Creighton. UNC upset 
Yeah. So Thursday's Baylor, schedule it, it, it was is, fun. Yeah, Thursday's schedule, 7.09 p.m. First tip for the Sweet 16. Uh, number four, Arkansas. Number one, Gonzaga. That's at 7.09. Then on TBS, second game starts approximately 20 minutes later. Number 11, Michigan. Number two, Villanova. And then 9.39-ish, obviously, was, is approximate based upon game one there in, in between Arkansas and Gonzaga. That has the three versus the two, Texas Tech versus Duke. And then to wrap up the night on TBS, you've got uh, number five, Houston, against number one, Arizona. And then Friday's matchups – uh, include number 15, St. Peter's, against number 3, Purdue. That's 709 CBS. Then 729, number 4, Providence, number 1, Kansas. Uh, 939-ish, obviously, number 8, North Carolina, number 4, UCLA. I think that's a pretty intriguing matchup. And then the last game of the night, very intriguing matchup, the 11 versus the 10, Iowa State versus Miami, number 11 and 10, respectively there. Sets up a pretty interesting uh, Sweet 16 rounds. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be uh, a very interesting round, like you said, Spencer. There are a couple games that I'm really keeping my eye on. Uh, the first one, I would say Arizona and Houston is going to be a, a good game, I think, because Houston this year dominated the American Athletic Conference. They won the conference tournament, and they were one of the best teams in the country all season, offensively, defensively, but they were only a five seed. They were not ranked very highly at all. And I think that the committee kind of shortchanged them in a lot of ways. So I'm interested to see how that game turns out. That's a five and a one, but really it should be a three or a one or even a two or a one. That's how Houston should have been ranked, in my opinion, this year. Uh, There are a couple other interesting games, too. Gonzaga, Arkansas. You know, Gonzaga struggled against uh, Georgia State in the first round. They struggled against Memphis. You know, they're they're the favorite in this tournament. They got to pull away and try and figure out how they can beat this Arkansas team in this round. I'm also looking forward to Texas Tech and Duke. That's the one that I was about to go with there. That's a game that I'm really looking forward to. Texas Tech, the best defense in the nation. Duke, I mean, what can't you say about Duke? It's always them in the basketball conversation. Coach K's final dance. I don't know how that one's going to be, but I feel like just on paper – it's probably going to be an instant classic that might be remembered for a long time in March Madness. Yeah, and uh, a team that was in March Madness has his has their coach gone. Uh, he was hired by Maryland. That's Seton Hall's Kevin Williard. Next head coach there at Maryland. He spent uh, 12 seasons at Seton Hall. Uh, he gets a seven-year contract that averages more than $4 million per year, which puts Willard near the top of Big Ten basketball coach salaries, a source told Pete Thamel of ESPN. Um, obviously, big move there. We've been speculate. There's been a lot of speculation over the last month or so where the, what direction they would go, uh, whether it would be Rick Pitino, who was rumored, and then he squashed those rumors on his Twitter account. Uh, but finally, Maryland has their next head coach. That's Kevin Williard of Seton Hall. Yeah, I, I like the hire. Um, obviously, Seton Hall didn't end the season the way they wanted to, losing pretty badly in the first round to TCU uh, just a couple days ago. But Willard's a good coach. He he took an average Seton Hall program over when he was first hired and turned them into a regular contender in the Big East. He won a Big East tournament. Uh, they are pretty consistently a tournament team year in and year out. He recruits really well in the DMV. 
So I, I like the hire. I hope it's going to pan out. Maryland really needs to kind of have a, a culture shift in that program. So I like the hire. There you go. You heard it here from the resident Maryland fan. I'm waiting for Jim Klein to chime in on Facebook with his thoughts. Uh, That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We come back after this two-minute break. We'll wrap things up, talk a little NFL free agency trades, big ones going around. More contracts being uh, done as well over the weekend, and the Wizards and Capitals were in action over the weekend. We'll talk about that next after this two-minute break. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. And we've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with our defensive handgun one course taught by NRA certified instructors. You must have already completed the basic handgun course as a prerequisite for this course. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this class Saturday, April the 23rd. Valley Guns 2 is also accepting registrations for the defensive rifle carbine one course April 24th. Classes beginning April 3 will be held at the Valley Guns 2 Firearms Training Center located in Bloomery, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your March 21st, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Philly McCoy call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Hanging out with you here for the last about 10 minutes or so here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Uh, unfortunately, our FM transmitter is down due to a power outage there on the mountain. Seems like a pole got hit and is on the ground. It's going to take much of the afternoon to... Uh, replace that but we are on am 740 as well as tv 10 comcast channel 10 streaming live on facebook and the listen live option on talk radio wrnr.com uh, you can also stream later today 
Uh, you can stream the game up there as well on the Listen Live feature six or excuse me five forty pregame for a six p.m. first pitch down there at Sager Field in Shenandoah Junction on the campus of Jefferson High School between Martinsburg and Jefferson. An early Big E packed battle. But let's talk some NFL football. Big uh, big weekend here. Devonte Adams traded from Green Bay. Now he is in a Las Vegas, Vegas yes. with his, high, or his, his college, college quarterback. quarterback, that uh, Derek Carr there. Uh, Deshaun Watson, who was down to two teams not named the Browns, goes to the Browns Friday evening, or Friday evening or Saturday, uh, and he gets a big contract. And the Browns come out saying that they've done a lot of digging, and uh, that's writings on the wall there for Baker Mayfield because originally they declined his his no him wanting to be traded because they thought they were out of it. But then all of a sudden, Deshaun Watson goes from what was he between the Saints and Falcons? The Falcons. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, forgot about the mute button there, but welcome back to this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport, finishing out the show here. Uh, we're going to talk in some NFL. Uh, Deshaun Watson gets traded, big trade, and he gets a new contract to the Browns. Browns weren't even the team that were, they were looking at originally. It, it, they were out, and it was between, who was it? It was between the Saints and, Saints and Falcons. Saints and the Falcons. And, Falcons, yeah, and then all of a sudden, Deshaun Watson goes, nope, I want to go to Cleveland. After Cleveland had said, Baker, we're not trading you, after he put out a whole thing on social media. Now, Baker going to be traded at some point here, you would presume. Uh, maybe potentially to the Colts, to the Saints, or in the Falcons. Who knows? The Falcons still trying to potentially get rid of Matt Ryan as well. A lot of moving parts this weekend, but he gets a big guaranteed contract. I uh, don't have the numbers right in front of me. Um, I wouldn't leave the Carolina Panthers out of that picture that's as true. well, possibly, but, for uh, Baker. Uh, the Rams signed Matt Stafford to a $160 million extension, so a lot of moving parts, a lot of contracts. I was talking, I think, to Nick on Saturday, or maybe even Avery or Colin. One of the other, one of the three of them, and I said, seems like this year, just a lot of money being handed out in contracts. Anybody? Well, have the cap opinion? has expanded a little bit, I believe, so that may have something to do with it. And obviously, as the NFL grows and uh, continues to get more popular around the world and stuff like that, and inflation continues and stuff, they're going to get more money. So it makes sense from that perspective. Um, I guess the quarterbacks, I feel like, are moving more than usual. Right? Yeah. We don't see this much turnover, especially through trades involving quarterbacks. Uh, Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson both traded. I mean, that's two huge uh, names on the move and, and going to be playing for new teams next year. There's talk of Aaron Rodgers potentially leaving. Obviously, that didn't happen. Brady retiring and now coming back. Um, so there's been a lot of, like, movement with the quarterback position obviously a lot of the big free agents have already decided where to go but we'll see kind of how some of those other names play out robert woods was traded to tennessee i don't know if we mentioned that but um yeah that was an interesting that's after tennessee after julio gets cut yeah and Allen robinson goes uh to the rams but uh deshaun watson's contract five years 230 million dollars of nearly 45 million dollar signing bonus average of 46 million a year uh, I don't a total. I don't. I'm not sure if it's a fully guaranteed contract. 
Um, I believe it. there's a big possibility it could be a fully guaranteed contract. But, I mean, the fact that you give him that much uh, for a guy that hasn't played in a couple of years, still has civil stuff, civil matters to deal with, uh, is definitely crazy. I feel like there's been a little shift in mindset. I, I just want to throw this out there. After the that he wasn't going to be charged last week? There's no, not, not that. That's a different thing. I'm talking about with all these contracts. So originally I felt like teams were trying to build because you saw when Patrick Mahomes came in, he took the entire league by storm after being drafted and how well he did with the Chiefs, finally won the Super Bowl. And I feel like teams were looking at that and being like, all right, we want to find our Patrick Mahomes through the draft, try to get a dynasty going. And now it's been Brady getting signed by the Bucks. They get all those guys, build a super team almost, win the Super Bowl. And now the Rams doing the same thing, getting a guy like Stafford, building a super team, so to say, and then winning a Super Bowl. Then it's went from trying to get a dynasty to... Just winning now, getting the best guys possible and seeing what you can do for one year. Hope it works. If not, well, you're done the next couple years because you just wasted all that money and your picks are gone. I think it just depends on where your team is at that point. With the Chiefs, they were a good team with Alex Smith, but they knew that he probably couldn't get them over the hump, so they moved up and they got Mahomes. Um, with the team like the Rams, they were pretty much built. Just it seemed like Jared Goff was holding them back a little bit, so they go out and they get Stafford. With Tampa Bay, it was a similar thing. They already had a, but really they didn't good just team. get Stafford. They yeah, but they had other pieces already Vaughn. in place. And then once you got Stafford and you felt like he was your guy, then you have to go all in on winning a championship. He's obviously not a young guy. Uh, with younger quarterbacks, the benefit of having a rookie or a young quarterback still on their rookie contract is you don't have to pay them big money. So you can get other good free agents and build around that way. So it, it just depends on the situation of your team. Obviously, you know the Chiefs are now locked down on Mahomes, so they can't go out and get as many big-name free agents. They so, did get Juju Smith-Schuster in, in free agency this weekend. Yeah, and after that's a losing, solid addition. I believe they lost really Pringle in free agency. I mean, he's an upgrade over Pringle if yeah. healthy anyway. But it's but. also a one-year deal. I mean, it's not like the Chiefs are throwing No, you know, but I mean, they don't have Juju. that really to throw. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, but just to upgrade for a year, I mean, their window is obviously still open. They're still a great team if you can upgrade for a year and then you know, maybe potentially get an extension. The window's always going to be open for them with Mahomes. Yeah, I I mean, obviously, yeah. Uh, we got a couple minutes left here. Let's transition to uh, Capitals and Wizards. The Capitals won and won on the weekend. They beat the Hurricanes 4-3 to Friday night in the shootout. Hurricanes, the leader in the division. Uh, And then they fell last night to the Stars 3-2. to But Ovechkin scored last night. And uh, now got another 40-goal season. That's 12 that ties him with Wayne Gretzky for most 40-goal seasons in a career uh, all-time. Uh, obviously, he's going to need a few more 40-goal seasons unless he's going to play for a long period of time in order to, to get past Wayne Gretzky's goal-scoring record. But the Caps looking pretty good minus that, that record last seems night. unbreakable, I think. I mean, Gretzky has such a leg up on everybody Yeah, but else. Ovechkin at 37 scoring 40 goals in a season, that seems outrageous to me still. Yeah, true. But, I mean, That's realistically, true. how long do you think he's going to play? I mean, exactly. it's going to take years to, to reach Gretzky at this point. It really is. Capitals also at the deadline here, trade deadline. Nick brought that up 
You know, he knew the date off the top of his head. That is today at 3 p.m. So it's about two hours away. The Capitals have reacquired Marcus Johansson from the Kraken. I believe they're trading Daniel Sprong and some draft picks. Haven't had seen that finalized yet. Uh, but the Caps back in action tomorrow against the Blues. Uh, and then you're looking at the schedule tonight. The Wizards are back in action tonight against the Rockets. They beat the Lakers the other night, and the Wizards 30-40 and 40 on the season. Uh, slim hopes to still make the play-in tournament, but they're still there. They're not done yet. Um, and that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For our intern, Avery Newport, for Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Bruce saying so long. 5.40 pregame show tonight, 6 p.m. first pitch between Martinsburg and Jefferson at Sager Field. Tune in on Talk Rated WRNR uh, and TV 10 as well. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. So long, everybody. Talk to you later tonight. And we'll talk to you tomorrow at 12.08 on the Sports Mix. We'll be right back.